Hello, Duck fans! Coming to you once again to continue discussing the NCAAs, and in some cases, not the NCAA because it was before they were eligible, but the greatest basketball players of all time. And what I'm really excited to uh, be bringing you, in addition to me talking about them, this time we are joined by a friend of the podcast, the producer of Real Renowned Sports, Kevin McCormick. When we come back from the intro, we're going to go ahead and dive deep into ESPN's list of 64 greatest basketball, uh, college basketball players of all time. Just let me reach down and turn the knob. It's official. Oregon is going to be in the BCS championship game. Welcome back to Locked on Ducks. My name is Jordan Long. I'm your host. You can always find me on Twitter at the Dustoff Guy. And you can always find the show Locked on Ducks at Locked on Ducks. Makes sense, right? So we've been discussing the 64 greatest college basketball players of all time, according to ESPN, that is. But uh, I've brought on a, a special guest, Kevin McCormick. He's the producer of World Renowned Sports to really break down and react to this list in a lot of important ways. Now, you can... You can always reach out to us with the, the hashtags AskLodPod. That's hashtag AskLodPod. And the reason I want you to do that is because as you hear our reactions, what do you think? Who should be on this list? Who shouldn't be on this list? And why? For those of you that are tuning in to hear some actual Ducks news, uh, Sabrina Ionescu and Peyton Pritchard have been nominated for and or won uh, awards, and we're going to talk about that in the coming episodes. So please stay tuned for that. But do listen. I mean, this is an interesting conversation. We're talking about best basketball players of all time. I love that Sabrina Ionescu's on this list. We're going to be talking about her uh, today or tomorrow. So go ahead, tune in. Uh, this is your distraction from uh, coronavirus, right? So if you're locked down, why don't you get locked on with the Ducks and enjoy what we have? My father always used to say, if we weren't laughing, we'd be crying. So I try to keep it fun. I try to keep it funny. And we're going to have a good time. We're talking the 64 greatest basketball, college basketball players of all time. How you doing, Kev? What it is, man. I love talking college sports. I freaking love this stuff. You know, and not only that, but, and I hate to say this as someone who is supposed to be your Ducks insider, but this ex exploration has given me a new appreciation for the WNBA and women's basketball. And I say that as someone who's a total UNESCO homer. It's given me a new appreciation for the phrase acquired taste, which I always thought was so stupid. If you have to acquire a taste, why would you do that? If it sucks the first time... Maybe it just sucks. Have you ever had bourbon, Kevin? Have, have I ever had bourbon? Okay, yeah. thank you. Yes, you love acquired tastes. <laughs> that's all I have to. That's all I have to say about diet. 
Okay, so we're going to pick up right where we left off from last week, or last last episode. Uh, number five, Tyler Hansbro, we talked about. And following him, following Tyler, is Kemba Walker versus number 11, Marcus Camby. Yeah, uh, Marcus Camby, I remember, I believe he was drafted by Denver, but uh, I remember him mostly for being a very productive uh, New York Nick. Um yeah, great, great player. Uh, not on the level of uh, Kemba Walker, who was the uh, number one scoring option on a championship squad. Well, and this is where we really boil down or distill the conversation down to what we remember from their NBA career right? versus what we remember from their college career. Because this is the college goats, right? So, um, yeah, Marcus Camby did have a remarkable career. But Kemba Walker, man, I mean... Possibly one of the best UConn players of all time, and that's really saying a lot. Incredible team, incredible era, frankly, uh, for both the men's and women's programs. Yeah, they they were both very, very good. Um, Kemba, by the way, is still a very, very good NBA player today. You know what? And well, and that's where that's where perhaps uh, we get a little stilted information here because. He, although he wasn't one and done, he played for UConn for uh, three seasons. He actually was only a Final Four MVP, led the nation in scoring, blah, 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 right? Uh, NCAA title, Bob Cousy Award. And I say this, I don't mean that these are not important accomplishments. Sure. But he did all of this in his junior year and then declared for the NBA. So what we have is a guy who played for a full three years, declared for the NBA, and then, you know, so yeah. it's not like he was a, a three-time uh, consensus All-American those three years. Sure, and, and you're you're much more opinionated about that than, yeah, I, I, am. than I am. I, I My default position is get these guys into the NBA uh, so, sooner the better. And often that's the case. Frankly, often it's not the case. And you've got like a Sebastian Telfair or Travis Outlaw who like should have played in college to develop their games. But, you know, the, the allure of... The money in the NBA was too much, but uh, my my default position is always NBA soon as they're ready. And I understand that people like want to see the integrity of the college game, but uh, yeah, that that is where we differ. You know, it's funny that you say allure of the money because we are talking about Marcus Camby now. <laughs> Marcus Camby is phenomenal in the uh, let's see here, nineteen ninety six Final Four. He set an NCAA tournament record of 43 blocks in 11 games. Like, that's just, that's, that's, I mean, he's a block monster. And we're going to talk about that I in a second. I thought you were going to suggest that was in one game. And I was about to, like, die on your floor right here. No, yeah, <laughs> <Like> no. <laughs> but uh, the Final Four appearance wound up being vacated. Because Canby accepted $28,000 in gifts from a couple of agents. Yeah, you, you know you know my opinion on this. Um, I'm, and I'm well, but you know it. who doesn't know the, your opinion on this? Our loyal listeners. So what we're talking about is one of a, uh, uh, the, the greatest of all time in college, but his final four appearance was vacated because of accepting gifts. So do, how does that factor into... You know, we've talked about Trevor Lawrence a couple times in the last couple days. Yeah. Uh, do you know that he uh, started, like, a GoFundMe for, like, coronavirus victims, and the NCAA tried to block it? No. Yeah, that, that happened. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it has since been reversed, but... Uh, yeah, once they figured out, just... Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, I have no use for the NCAA, 
And uh, Marcus Camby did nothing wrong, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think he was absolutely in the right to accept those gifts. I think if he was uh, some white 60-year-old CEO of Boeing or whatever in the exact same situation. Oh, it would have been, we're not worthy, we're not worthy. Yeah, yeah. But because these are predominantly black, predominantly like un- under impoverished people suddenly about to get like a big payday, we're not talking politics. Yeah, yeah. No, I, and, and I don't want to get too political, but I think one place it's appropriate is to say that the evolution of pay for college players has changed dramatically. And I want to I want to uh, tip the listeners to a possible interview I got coming up next week with uh, George Reigster where we're going to talk college pay for players. As we know in California, players have been uh, uh, allowed to receive monies for using their name and their brand. Thank God finally. Yeah, but the the way that the NCAA decided to fight this battle was to, and I don't mean Batier, I mean an actual battle, was to, first of all, allow freshmen to play varsity, and then to allow one-and-dones. It's like, instead of making money from college, we're going to let you go into the NBA sooner. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. And I, I, I still, I, I stand by the fact that if you have NBA talent in high school, you absolutely should not be forced to go to college. What the hell is Zion Williamson doing sitting there in algebra class? Get out of here. He is an otherworldly, otherworldly next generation freak of nature who was built to play this game. He is Charles Barkley today. Why are you forcing this man to like live in a dorm room for a year? And therefore, so stupid. And therefore not a greatest college basketball player of all time. Definitely not. Right. No. Oh, but we're going to get to him later. So next up we got Akeem Olajuwon versus Dwayne Wade. And I actually think this is one of the first real matchups that we've this, been able to yeah, talk about. I, I agree with you. Yeah, th- this one's actually arguable. But I mean, both these guys played for. Let's see here. Uh, uh, it's weird because when he entered college, he was Akeem, but when he was in the NBA, he was Hakeem. So okay, whatever. I, I, I wonder if that's due to some like them like because they like they they always they're always like working on how they transliterate other languages, right? right? We're like. Oh, uh, history alert, by the way. The uh, world-renowned sports producer is also the producer of world-renowned history. (laughs) Thank you. Like, the the breathings before certain things, it's like, well, how do we exactly transliterate that? Like, uh, Mao Zedong became Mao Zedong, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, now they call him Chairman Mao because none of us can be bothered with pronouncing foreign names. Sorry, (laughs) getting political again. (laughs) But I imagine that's probably what happened. Yeah. So, Akeem played uh, uh, four seasons, and Dwayne Wade played three seasons, but it was uh, Olajuwon who was barred from playing his freshman season, and Dwayne Wade obviously could play his freshman season. So we have, you know, ninth, tenth, eleventh. By the way, when I say ninth grade, I'm like thinking about how I was in ninth grade, and like, (laughs) I was no... Dwayne Wade, thank you. But uh, but it's a really interesting comparison. Now, Akeem Olajuwon, 17 points per game, 13 rebounds per game, and 6 blocks per game. Like, I mean, who would you give the win to in this case? I I, I know Dwayne Wade was incredible at Marquette. Um, I, I don't know. You know, 
Akeem Olajuwon was kind of an underachieving pro until, uh, like, 94 when he had, like, the best season ever for a center. Uh, frankly, this one's a draw to me. This, this is a tie. Uh, I love both guys. Um, Akeem, obviously, is great. Uh, and I don't know if this is where you want to talk about uh, Sam Bowie. And, no, no, we're going to get to actual Sam Bowie. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. And uh, D. Wade was an incredible player, and he's an even more incredible person. You know, his his child is uh, famously now, and we're not going to get political, but his child is famously having some uh, gender uh, transition Yeah, that's issues, right, that's and, right. Uh, yep. uh, D. Wade It's is, not an issue. His child is better off, or prefers to be, yeah. or is. Dwayne Wade is a tremendous father. Yeah. I'll leave it at yeah. that. And and while I totally agree, I think I have to give this one to Ala Juwan because uh, Dwayne Wade is maybe one of Marquette's best players. Yes. And what we're talking about here is comparing the impact that you had on your college. Yes. Right. And so, in which case, I would so put Sabrina Ionescu uh, as like the number one. Yeah. If you're talking about. Who's the greatest uh, bas- college basketball player from Oregon? It's Sabrina Ionescu. Like, it just, it, it, come on. I am and I, I challenge everyone out there to hit me up on Twitter, uh, hashtag AskLobPod, to say different. But I'm fine with that definition yeah. for, for this argument. Yeah. And I, I agree, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sue Bird versus Shaq. Number eight and nine in this in this region. That's a one-on-one I'd watch. Uh, <laughs> My gosh, man. Sue Bird. I mean, we're talking, played four years for UConn. Uh, two-time NCAA champion. She has a four-time Olympic gold medalist. Like, she has the chops, right? Yeah. But Sha- Shaquille O'Neal just blows me away in, I mean, pretty much all categories, right? But he was... One of six players to have, and this is in uh, D1, because as we know, you can have outstanding players in lower divisions, but he was the only play, one of six players in D1 history to have triple doubles in back-to-back weeks, and, or back-to-back games, until Sabrina Ionescu. So, uh, Shaq versus uh, Sabrina Ionescu is a one-on-one I'd watch, but uh, yeah, w- what do you say about Shaq? He is... Um, Okay, so there's probably three guys who you could say are the most dominant player in NBA history. They are Wilt Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Shaquille O'Neal. There's nobody else. Yeah, and and when it comes to college, the fact that Shaquille O'Neal was... He, he played for three years, right? And I think Sue Bird yeah. is a great comparison because even though she played for four years, quote-unquote played, she was out the first year with an injury. Right. So both players played for three years, but Shaquille O'Neal, rebounding leader... Blocking leader, uh, obviously AP, Nysmith, you know, player of the year. Everybody's national player of the year at this I, point. I don't know about you, but I remember those so vividly those clips when I was in sixth grade of, like, Shaq, like, literally breaking backboards. Literally, like, I am too strong for this sport. You need to, like, reinforce the equipment it takes to make this sport. This is as if Brett Favre, like crushed a football in his hands before he threw it. Yeah. Like, we yeah. have never seen this before. Yeah. This is completely unprecedented. A true deflation of yeah. football. <laughs> yes. No, sorry. <laughs> yes, this is completely unprecedented. Right, but Sue Bird actually was a two-time NCAA champ, and Shaquille O'Neal never won the big dance. Yeah, could be, uh, because I assume he left early. 
in his, uh, his junior year. Yeah, because yeah. he was freshman eligible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his squad uh, never uh, was good enough around him. I, w- I would so imagine. So this makes one of the more interesting matchups because we're talking about someone who sat out their freshman year when they could have played and played for three years and led their team to uh, two-time NCAA championships versus someone who played their freshman, sophomore, and junior years but never went... You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. This is the one time in history I would ever uh, take Sue Bird over Shaquille O'Neal in probably anything. You know what? I'll buy that for a dollar. And that's going to do it for the region. A uh, lot of good stuff coming out that out of that. But uh, next up, we're going to be talking East Region. Remember, we're joined by the producer of World Renowned Sports on YouTube, Kevin McCormick. So talk to you in a minute. We're going to come back with East Region 64 College Basketball Goats. Welcome back to Locked On Ducks. My name is Jordan Long, your host, and I'm here with Kevin McCormick, producer of World Renowned Sports, and we are talking the 64 College Basketball Goats. How you doing, Kev? I don't know what day it is. I know, right? Like that's, that's we a just real fact. like there's too many people here to cover. In fact, we if 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 you were listening carefully, you might almost guess we were doing this in one sitting, but it's really going to feel like it happened over 3 or 4 days. So, we are on the East region of ESPN 64 greatest college players of all time. Now, I want to take a second to observe the fact that the regions don't mean shit. Because, really, like, I think there's a Duke player in every single region, so... Yeah, no, it, it's it's just them putting the players into, like, a... a Manageable brackets. No, yeah. because they know people love March Madness, and I love March Madness, honestly, but it's it's just mimicking that, essentially. You so know, it, it's not, it isn't that anything to do with their actual geographical location. One of the things I love about this next bracket is the fact that we have a female college basketball athlete in the number one spot, and I think this is really important for a couple of reasons, and we're going to get to that. But right now, we're going to talk about Brianna Stewart versus Austin Carr. Now, Brianna Stewart is a has four NCAA titles. Please name for me the number of people who have won an NCAA title every year they played, every year they were eligible to play college. It's extraordinarily low, and this happened with uh, Ronda Rousey, too, where she was, like, knocking people out in, like, 14 seconds, and it was like, oh, my God, she's the female Mike Tyson. And in many ways, that's true. But it just had to wait for, like, the sport to, like, catch up to Catch up to to it, yeah. And with Tyson, honestly, that was... Also the case. He needed to wait for the sport to catch up to him. Do you know Mike so, Tyson was a pallbearer at uh, Muhammad Ali's funeral? I did not know that, yeah. but that does not surprise me one yep. single bit. Yep. If anyone wants to talk shit about Mike Tyson, you can join me on the playground after school, 3 o'clock. Anyway, <laughs> back to Brianna Stewart. Uh, no, I, I, I'm not aware of anyone who was, but uh, I imagine she was like a Ronda Rousey type figure. Yeah, so. 2,700 points. Three-time Nice Smith, two-time Wooden, like she was the most outstanding player of the tournament in each of the four NCAA title games. So I legit think this puts her above a bunch of male college athletes, and definitely one of the the best college athletes of all time. So Austin Carr, and I got to be honest with you, I hadn't like I'm like Carr like. Like, Car Subaru, Car, yeah. <laughs> yeah. my history professor. Like, who are we talking about here? Yeah. But, I mean, 
61 points against Ohio in 1970. At least he was a prolific scorer. Sure, like, sure. Good, good era, good era. Uh, I, 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 I'm, if you want to say Stewart over Carr, I'm fine with that. No argument. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll buy that for a dollar for yeah. sure. So next up, and and I'm I'm gonna make a prediction here. I think I think this next person I'm gonna say goes to the Final Four of college basketball. But uh, number two, Bill Russell versus number fifteen, Doug McDermott. Not fair. I know, right? Like Bill Russell. It's yeah. Bill Russell. Yeah. Uh, I I love Dougie Buckets. Uh, he, he's he's a great great player, a great guy. But uh, counterpoint. Bill Russell. <laughs> Sorry, uh, you lose. <laughs> I don't know if you want to give like the numbers or whatever, but I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, thirty-two hundred points. Well, okay, thirty-one fifty. But uh, he played in an era where you could have been one and done, but he chose to play every four years. Right. And this is where we start to see a skewing of the 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 basketball metric, right? Right. Where a guy like Zion Williams can have uh, one year of prolific scoring and sure. then go to the NBA. Sure. But this guy plays for an entire four years where he's eligible as a freshman and then uh, winds up getting as many points as he does. So I have to give this to Bill Russell just because Bill Russell is not playing as a freshman and still has the accolades that he does. Dougie Buckets could cure cancer. And my counterpoint would be Bill Russell. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God, you know, I'm sorry. I, this is not the last time I'm going to say this on this podcast, but shame on you, ESPN, for creating the matchups that you did. Yeah. Now, next up is really interesting. And we talked about disparity. And this will be a, a definitely a time to address that. But number three, Larry Bird versus number 14, Don Staley. Okay, so this is a point where uh, it feels really sexist because I don't know who Don Staley is, and I know an awful lot about Larry Bird. So I don't know how far you want to like like take this down the rabbit hole. Well, I, I can tell you a lot about Larry Bird. I know so, nothing about Don. Staley. So Don Staley played in four uh, NCAA tournaments and was in three Final Fours and had one final appearance where they lost, obviously, because it's not a winner. But uh, two-time Naismith Award winner. Uh, she held the record for steals with 454, nice. which was broken by Natalie White. But at the time, she was the all-time ACC assist record. And I hate to say this, but I think when we start talking about your uh, conference records, we're kind of like reaching deep down into the bag. Sure, right? and, sure. and And, and yeah. we talked about Zion and some of the others and how... Yeah. Like, okay, so you're the ACC all-time awesome player. How does that make you the best, the the 14th best college player in this division? Yeah. And I, I'm I'm not trying to discount Dawn at all. Like, like that's, these are phenomenal numbers. But, like, I got to give this to Larry Bird. Yeah. Uh, I don't know who Don Staley is, but I have to suspect just, frankly, even based on the numbers, Larry Bird is probably a better basketball player than you are. He played for uh, three years at uh, Indiana, and he was undefeated. That's, like, both incredible and not surprising all at the same time. <laughs> uh, one of his only losses, or one of the only loss coming to Magic Johnson with Michigan State, right? 
Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, Famously. And I, I hate to say it, but so many of these brackets are dictated by na- national recognition. Sure. Like, oh, sure. it's Larry Bird. He, but in this case, this is one of the few times I'm going to give it to the guy over the gal. And uh, if it had been, you know, Don Staley versus... Uh, Doug McDermott, we might yeah. we might have a different conversation. Yeah, but, yeah. With, with, yeah. Ap- with apologies to the woke crowd, yes, there are some uh, male basketball players who are better than female basketball players. Sorry, yeah. that that's just a fact. And uh, Larry Bird was uh, literally like touched by God on the forehead to uh, tell him, "You will be a basketball player." You will be a basketball player, but we're going to make your back hurt while you do it. <laughs> well, yes, that, that, that did happen as well. Uh, legendary, hilarious trash talker. He would legit tell guys like where he was going and what he was doing, and they couldn't stop him. And it was incredible. Uh, you know, the, the Pacer, when, when he was the, the uh, Pacers uh, general manager, he was out there just like having some fun, like, jacking up shots, like, <laughs> shooting shots. It was like, this was, like, 2003 or four or something. Uh-huh. And, like, he did not miss one time. Like, 70 shots in a row or whatever. Like, he was just They're like, like bring, out, bring out the GM to do the shoot-around. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and he did. And, yeah, he's an all-time great, an all-time great of 80s NBA, which is my uh, favorite era, frankly, of the NBA. And, uh, yeah, I, I could not lo- love Larry more. And uh, I, I think this is one of those times I have to hand it to the college player who has the more storied NBA career. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. agree. I agree. Yeah. So, next up we have Ralph Sampson and Pete Maravich. Pistol Pete, man. Pistol Pete. Like, we're going to be talking about Pistol Pete. I, le- I love a good nickname, but... Ralph played for Virginia from 79 to 83. Like, I mean, he's the only guy. All-time great. All-time great college team. He's the only guy, besides Bill Walton, to win the Nysmith Award more than once. And both of them won it three times, each of their three years. Like, because remember, these guys aren't playing their freshman year. Yeah. That's pretty doggone legit. Yeah. Yeah, R- Ralph is uh, unbelievable. And uh, <gasps> oh, he was also ACC Player of the Year, like Zion Smith. <laughs> Sorry, that'll come to play later. Yeah, uh, R- Ralph is incredible and should have been a uh, fantastic pro. Uh, injuries robbed. Yeah, him. I- injuries robbed him of his. Uh, you know, I think after pro career, four years for the Rockets, he played for the Warriors, King Bullets, like. And he ended up playing for the CBA because, yeah, yeah you know, too yeah. too freaking bad. Sucks. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Pistol Pete, like, dude, what what can you say? What 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 are you even gonna say? Uh, led Division One in scoring before the three point line. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's uh, spectacular for sure. Uh, one of those guys from the fifties. He yeah. averaged forty four points per game. Man, that's not even before fair. a three-point line. It's not even fair. Like, it's not fair. I. In fact, you kind of wonder if they invented the three-point line to be like, we'll just make these guys wish they were closer, so yeah. we don't have more <laughs> pistol beats. I. 
Yeah. Well, oh, he's he's like Shaq and Wilt, where they like changed a like a rule for him. Yeah. But, oh God, there's yeah tons of those guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, no, P- Pistol Pete is uh, uh, unbelievable. Well, let's uh, move on to the next group, which I, I may be a little bit biased, but uh, it's number five, Len Bias, versus number 12, Shane Battle. And you have to go back and listen to the previous podcast where I talk about Shane Battier's name in order to understand why he's Shane Battle. Yeah, so uh, first of all, we've got Len Bias, who was supposed to uh, probably replace Larry Bird as the Celtics, like, centerpiece, mm-hmm. right? Like, like he went from Maryland to uh, Bo- to Boston, and he was supposed to be, like, this, like, great... They drafted him in the second round in 86. He he was a second round? Yeah, by the Celtics, yep. That surprised... Okay. Very much that saying where you're... you're Larry Bird's heir apparent. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He he was supposed to be like uh, the new king of Boston, and uh, that did not happen because he uh, liked drugs a lot. Uh, I I didn't get too much into this in the uh, breakdown podcast, but yeah, he was he died of a cocaine overdose. Yes, and uh, a tragically short. Uh, NBA career, but if we are uh, gauging these things on college careers and not being influenced by what their NBA careers could have been, one-time All-American, two-time ACC Player of the Year, uh, probably does. He's not losing belong. out to Shane Shane Battle. Yeah, he he does. I, I don't think he belongs on this on this list. Frankly. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 got, uh, I mean, good on ESPN for prompting the conversation about the effects of uh, addiction and, and overdose and drugs. But sure. let's be honest here. He's 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 going to lose this battle. He, he's, the first, he's the first person who had questioned the uh, belonging on this list. Right. Yeah. Like, I, like I, I, I don't know. Like if you're going to pick like a 64 64 people who belong on the list of the greatest, like the Mount Rushmore of college sports, or college basketball, excuse me. Oh, he's not even close. uh, No, no, I don't think so, no. It's it's clear that he's there because of what happened to him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which says a lot about the weight they they put on the professional career. And that's actually going to bring us to our next uh, contender, but before we wrap it up, we're going to go ahead and end the show. Yeah, I'm sorry, but uh, we've run out of time, and we're going to go ahead and talk about the 64 greatest college basketball players of all time, uh, according to me and Kevin McCormick, producer of uh, World Renowned Sports. So go ahead and tune in tomorrow and listen in to how the uh, list finishes. Honestly, I really want to hear from you on the uh, Twitter with the hashtags AskLodPod. That's hashtags AskLodPod. Who should be on this list? Who shouldn't be on this, this list? Should we even be talking about this list? But the bottom line is, we are talking about it. And we're going to go ahead and be coming to you next time with a conclusion of the 64 greatest college basketball players of all time. Have a great day and... Go Ducks!